0: From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line. Wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. If you love CFL football, and I know you do, you've come to the right place tonight. Because we have our CFL insider, Glenn Suter, joining us just after 7.30 tonight in a minute. We're going to hear from the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, for Tom's House of Pizza. But let's set the table for the coach, because let's take you back to Saturday night at McMahon Stadium. Wasn't looking real solid for this football club through three quarters of play. However, what a fourth quarter. What a comeback. 23 points in that fourth quarter. There was the beautiful onside kick, and then... 15 points scored in the final two minutes. Mitchell is back, pumps one, sets up, throwing deep downfield, looking for Rogers, catch at the 10, at the 5, tumbles to the end zone, touchdown! Stab 42 yards! Calls his own number, plows ahead, he's in the end zone, broke the plane, but there's a flag in the air. A touchdown is signaled, but a flag is in the air. Buckle is back, looking at the end zone, throwing in the end zone, reach up, pull it in, touchdown! Eric Rodgers was a man on a mission. Five times he was in the end zone. Three touchdown catches, two extra point convert catches. And wow, what can you say about Nick Arbuckle? Nine for nine, replacing Bo Levi Mitchell And even though, even though Bo Levi Mitchell got this team into the fourth quarter, a lot of people are talking about the Stamps' number two quarterback. Well, we got to talk about that right now on Sports Talk with Jock because we get to check in with head coach Dave Dickinson. Well, well, Coach, I, I don't know if it was real fun for you during that football game. At least the last couple of minutes were fun, wasn't it?
1: It was fun. I mean, you know what was cool is I had a lot of people, uh, fans, come up to me and, uh, you know, said that sometimes uh, when we've been been so good at home, the games aren't as entertaining and as fun and the emotions don't run as high. And, and they really said they enjoyed that game, one of the, the best games they've ever been to, so... It is that way because we won, but yeah, it was certainly stressful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's no other way to put it because uh, that's that's not how you draw it up in the playbook, uh, you know, with your game planning. But I'm sure you'll take the W.
1: It is, you know, and we're we're fighting hard. You know, football is cruel. I really believe we should have won the first game, and in all in all reality, kind of got lucky in this one. So you know, that's what it is. That's why I guess we all love the game is because especially the CFL game is game is never over we just kept fighting kept clawing and uh you know just found a way to win
0: so much to talk about coach but this is your show and i've been promoting all afternoon that you're going to be on the show tonight and we know bo levi mitchell had his mri at about two o'clock this afternoon so you may as well break it now coach uh, what's the what's the latest
1: well i haven't had a chance to talk with bo on the plan or anything like that i mean we know there's something there it's just, uh, what is it? And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly when the doctors will read it. I'm sure the preliminary reports have been looked at. But we're having a meeting tomorrow morning. So, unfortunately, Jock, I can't give you a lot of love on that. But we know there's something there. And, and we ultimately uh, we're prepared uh, for the worst. But we're hoping for the best. Yeah.
0: I'll i, I, I I'd, I'd be stunned. I'll, I'll say this personally, that if, if Bo plays this weekend, I, I, I don't see it, Coach. You know, he looked like he was in too much discomfort, uh, you know, when he came out of that game.
1: Well, I mean, he has played through uh, many of these uh, sore shoulders, sore deals. I mean, if it's, a, it's truly like a something super serious, uh, yeah, obviously you don't play through those type of things. That's his money maker. Uh, so uh, we'll see. I'm not gonna jump. You know, he's done it in the past, mm-hmm. and we'd love to have him. But also, we got to remember it is a long year. And um, you know Nick did a nice job, so we we would go in with the same expectations, knowing it's going to be a, a big time challenge. They're hot right now. They're playing with their backup quarterback as well. So um, go in there and try to steal one.
0: You had your share of injuries. Did you ever have anything similar? Because he, he both says it's not his shoulder; it's more the the, the pec muscle.
1: Okay. Uh, well, there. See, that's why we should probably ask him on that. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I have... don't know. I didn't ever tear a pack or anything like that. I I, I usually limited myself to ligament damage and tendon damage. Okay. So uh, I guess you need muscle to pull muscle, right? So I never never pulled any muscle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Nick Arbuckle, uh, of course, he's getting a lot of love right now. That's the job of a backup quarterback. It, it's different, though, for a quarterback if he comes in as the starter because it, it's, it's a total different routine, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean, this is what, um, you know, Nick is a football crazy guy. He loves the game. He, he loves to talk the game. He loves to compete. He wants to be the best. I mean, and, uh, you know, he's on a team that has the best. And ultimately, I thought he handled himself great. Um, and no one is happy sitting on the sideline. If you are, you're on the wrong team. Uh, but he also has to be a good teammate and always felt like he's – Embraced his role, but he was ready. And you know what? He was put in a bad, bad spot. He totally responded. So, yeah, it's a different mindset, but I don't think it's going to be anything foreign to him. Uh, you know, it's certainly on the road in SAS, one of the toughest bases to play uh, against the defense. Defense is really rolling right now, but uh, uh, whoever the quarterback is will have to play well for us to get the win.
0: Worst case scenario, Bo doesn't go this weekend. He's not in the lineup. You don't have to dress three quarterbacks. But what is the contingency plan if if Bo uh, uh, can't go?
1: Well, I'm not there yet because I got to see what the injury is. I mean, okay. listen, if it's uh, one game or you know no game, I'm not bringing anyone in. You uh, need to get the you need to have actually evidence before you make a decision. We've talked over some options, but until I actually have evidence, I'm not going to go there.
0: Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, the onside kick. Uh, that was one of the highlights. Perfectly executed by Mark Killam's team. Obviously, it was a perfect kick. And, and, and we got asked the question on the post-game show. It, it, you know, a caller said, boy, it looked a little bit deep. I didn't think it was going to work. But that obviously was planned because you knew the kind of speed that a guy like Michael Klukas had.
1: Well, we weren't planning on having it in that 17-yard range. We oh, were okay. into the wind. Uh, and uh, I, I'll, my only big-time coaching advice was, Make sure the ball lands inbound. I can't stand onside kicks that land out of bounds. You don't even give your team a chance. Uh, But normally, if you're deeper than 15 yards, you don't have a chance. But what happened was it got up in the air, and the wind kind of held it there for just a bit longer, and Mike just committed to it. So, yes, it was a little deep. We'd like it, you know, in different areas on that, but it had the good hang time. Um, And honestly, Mike just was fearless. He just ran, made that play. No people don't talk about Eric got on the ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Eric just found the ball in the big plays, and uh, certainly that was
0: huge for us. Well, without a doubt, you know the, the recovery there five times in the end zone. You just don't see that happen very often when a guy gets into the end zone five times.
1: No, you know when he uh, when he's on or he, he finds his groove. I you know I believe he's right there with any of the other dominating receivers in our league. He's just so tough to cover. He's running better this year. He's got those strong hands. He got, you know, he can. He's smart. I, I mean, I don't think uh, people talk about that for him. He, he has these assignments out every single week. We put a lot on his plate, and uh, you know, obviously Nick has some of that same trust that Bo has with him and, and found him. So yeah, he played great, and he's physical. So uh, you know, he's, he's he's one of those guys that you don't find very often.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And and, and the other real turning point in this game probably came mm-hmm. at the end of the first half. Because that stand by the defense, you know, third and goal, and, you know, whether it's Corey Greenwood or Royce Meachie uh, making making that tackle, how important was that heading into the dressing room just with that positive message?
1: Well, it was almost, uh, yeah, I mean, it felt good, but we were still down by 12. But down by 19, you're really scratching your head. And we didn't stop them basically game up. They didn't get a lot of big plays on us either, but they they were able to find their rhythm and uh, offensively they played quite well. Um, you know, like you said, I, I was one of those games where you were thinking a mistake might get you back in the game. They never made it. They never made it. I mean, uh, yeah, they went for a third, didn't get it, but we didn't get the turnover we were looking for, and uh, that's why it was just basically we needed that onside kick to kind of switch the possession chart. But it was huge, and it doesn't happen that often. But I think hasn't happened to us the week before. Third in the yard is the easiest thing to get anymore in today's world because there's some big, strong men on the other side, and uh, that was a great stop for us.
0: How so, concerned are you, Coach, that you haven't been able to establish the run in, in, in yet this season?
1: I mean, I'm concerned. I, didn't, I thought it was a good day for the offense. To be honest, we didn't have the ball much. You know, when you, you finish a game with uh, 22 minutes, but you have 64 plays, you're pretty darn happy with that. I mean... I do want balance, but I'm not going to force it. I mean, teams, if they want to try to stop the run and, and peep, step up their linebackers and put people in the box, uh, we've got weapons to throw the ball, and we're just not going to force feed it. Um, you know, it's nice to be able to have the lead and grind it out with a run game, but I, I do think ultimately you got to go with what's working, and right now the pass game's working
0: without a doubt. I, I know the techs are already rolling in, coach, so I may as well just go down the injury list uh, with you here quickly because uh, one caller said, I, I saw your number one pick, Hergie Myala, go down in the in the warm-up and so he's out with a foot injury. you got Brandon Smith with a hamstring injury uh, injury. Juwan Breskison on the concussion protocol and obviously the worst injury of the bunch uh, since we don't know what's really happening with Bo at this point. Ivan McClellan another defensive lineman goes down and obviously not good for, for us.
1: No, Ivan's the one that I'm really, um, you know, I, I, it, it kind of breaks your heart, to be honest. I love his attitude. He was playing his old team. It was his birthday. Um, you know, he took a penalty that he wants back on the pick six for us. He was a little high, and he got Riles in the face. Um, but he's, he's an all-in, fully committed athlete that was enjoying finally getting on the field. Uh, we we were enjoying what he was doing, not only on defense but special teams. But his knee just basically, yeah, just crumbled, and then on the same play, he broke his hand. Uh, so it was just one of those deals where you just feel for him. And uh, we're not, we're not expecting him back. Um, you know, I do always say I never want to limit these guys because some guys are just can heal faster. But it was a, it was a gruesome injury, and, and once again, to our defensive line. So. We're scrambling. We made, a, we made a trade with Winnipeg to try to get a guy off their PR. Not a guy that people know, but we've been watching and had a relationship with his college coaches, so we knew about him and felt like, uh, you know, he's got a chance even to play this week. We'll see, but uh, assigned to Zim Victor as well, a guy out of Washington, played for the Raiders. So we're working on it. We're, we're just really fighting at the defensive line position right now.
0: is uh, no, so you're telling me that he broke his hand and wrecked his knee on the same play?
1: I don't know about on that same play, oh, okay. but uh, he definitely uh, he played with a, was playing with a broken hand. Oh. I, I think it was, to be honest, because when, when he went down, he tried to brace himself because he knew he had no legs, and, and he caught himself in the wrong position. And, yeah, like you said, on his birthday, uh, oh. very, very cruel sport at times. I know the guy will work his tail off to get back, but yeah, that's, that was a big loss.
0: Well, he was celebrating a birthday with the one and only George Hopkins because Hoppy was celebrating a birthday on Saturday too. And you know, a guy that's been with the organization for forty-eight years—that that, that's a gamer.
1: Yeah, Gio turned sixty. Nobody really uh, jumped to it. I, I knew about it. I don't know. I I feel like I got to respect my elders, though. And <laughs> I, I didn't want to throw it out there if he didn't want to have it out there, but. Uh, Pretty crazy. That he's sixty, and he's worked with us for forty-eight years. I mean, that uh, there's got to be child labor laws or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Dave, we got to take a quick time out here. He's the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, joins us after every single game this season. And of course, this is your time to talk to the coach. So if you have a question for the coach, you know the number. Easy to call, easy to text, 403 974 8255. More with Coach Dickinson for Tom's House of Pizza when we return on Sports Talk with Jock.
1: This is Cooper's Corner. I'm Cooper Dickinson, and we're talking about a play for the BC Lions game.
0: <laughs> I had to, I had to play that, Coach, because uh, your son is now a media star, and and I just had, I just had a text coming in, and and this is from Garrett, and Garrett says, I just watched Cooper Dickinson's playbook on the Stamps website. Any chance uh, Cooper will be uh, calling plays on the sidelines in the distant future?
1: No, no, not much of a chance on that. I uh, I hold on to that pretty tight. But I haven't seen that yet, so I, I love hearing his voice though, and you know he he likes the game. And uh, they asked if he would do something like that, so I'll uh, I'll push
0: him. I'll make sure he does a good job. Maybe I'll play a little more for you.
1: We're down by twelve in the fourth quarter and it's second and five play.
0: Jackson in the backfield. Oh, team. see, he's good. He's he he breaks down the tape. You do that with him at home. You break down tape with him? Uh, we break down his
1: tape. He plays for the Wildcats. Okay. We We watch and we we talk over some ball. I I like you said I probably overdo it, but uh, <laughs> I wanted him to I wanted him to I wasn't there when he did that, but I I wanted him to say some things like I taught my dad everything I he knows. So, but he, he's a pretty straight laced kid that likes to. Basically, he just likes sports, likes to compete, not, not necessarily looking for the, the spotlight. So he's stepping out of his, uh, his norm on this one.
0: Oh, That's, uh, that's all good. I love it. Uh, it's on the Stampeder website right now if you want to check out young Cooper. I uh, just got a call from, or at least a text from Bruce, and Bruce says, how often do you guys practice the onside kick?
1: Uh, well, we do every week. We have situational football. Now, our kickers do it quite often, almost every day. Uh, we have Renee and Rob practice it, so we're, we kind of decide who, who we think's got the flow because Rob's pretty good with those touch kicks as well, um, and Renee obviously has been doing it. But uh, as far as the live action, it's more almost like uh, you can't really simulate that collisions. You can't simulate that there's going to be the nerves. You can't simulate the, uh, basically the reaction of the other team. You just got to kind because you can't hit so you kind of just got to feel it. And, you know, we're doing pretty good. I give Mark credit, kill him. He, he designs it. But a lot of it is just the players committing to, to going after it and, and hopefully getting it done.
0: Uh, I think this is Frank. Frank on the text line says, I see you signed uh, Colton Huncheck back again. You know, he was here in training camp, actually had a very good game in, in the preseason. Is that because you're a little concerned about uh, Mayala?"
1: Yeah. And Bresk. Uh, and Bresk. I think both of those guys, um, uh, it's going to be, you know, Colton was close anyway, He's a local kid. He's, he will get more fans now with Colton on the team. Cause I did, de- I definitely know there's some Calgary people that come to the games just to see him. And, uh, uh, we are a little bit. Yeah. It's funny. We, we feel like we have good depth, but we've been getting tested big time and and when you get hit at one position with two players and D line's been three, you just don't have backups. You don't have that many people. So, he's had a good week. Um, good chance he'll be up on the lineup this week. See what he can do.
0: Okay. Uh, you've already talked about the trade with the Bombers, but I may since I mentioned Colton, you uh, also signed a DB today. Abdul Kanta. Is that how you pronounce his name?
1: Abu Kante. Yeah. yeah, we looked at him a few years ago. Um, we right now we don't have any special teams bodies on our practice roster, and we're, we're kind of leaning towards that. We did draft Nick stats and and we thought about you know maybe bringing Nick back, but we also want to be fair. You know that you know he's got a as soon as he gets on our active roster, he wouldn't be able to play for the Dinos this year. So we we think Abu's a good player who's got has got good special teams film. He's a DB. Um, you know we felt like he did pretty well with Winnipeg. Now we got to see how he fits in with us.
0: Well, you out coached Devon, and now you got to out coach your bro. I-, I think that's no problem, right? Yeah,
1: I don't know about out coach Devon either. You know, it's, <laughs> it's it's funny. We're getting to know a lot of the coaches in this league. Uh, a lot of them kind of like the same generation that I grew up with. You know, and um, you know, I felt pressure at 0-1-1, and I knew Devon and Craig both have to feel extra pressure at 0-1-2. and. Uh, obviously devon had had us on the ropes we were able to win but uh, you know i definitely think my brother obviously he looked like he's pretty happy after that game but it's just on to the next week and you know any win you can steal early is going to pay dividends in the back end you want to keep yourself in the mix and uh hopefully gel and that's what we'll both try to do
0: just got another uh, text here it says saw a picture of a guy at practice with a question mark on his jersey today who was that
1: was Maver. Oh, is that Maver? Black quarterback oh. jersey. Oh, he's okay. lobbying to be uh, potentially jump in at the quarterback position, but I thought it was more of a joker jersey, you know, <laughs> like he's just being a joker, so I don't want to play those guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's all good. You know, just in closing, I, I know you couldn't give us any love on Bo Levi Mitchell, so just the update, he had the MRI today. You're going to, uh, you know, break down the uh, uh, the results tomorrow and then obviously come up with a decision in the morning.
1: Yeah, I know Huff and I are going to talk, um, see what what was read and what we want to do, and and let Bo have some input on it too. But without yeah, without really knowing what's going on on that, uh, it's it's a little early. But uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do what's best for the team and Bo. We're we're definitely thinking the long term, but uh, we'd love to have him out there. He's uh, just seems to be a like you said, he always plays well on Regina too, which is uh, one of the things we'd
0: like to like to do. Did you call your brother last night or send him a text after he won?
1: Sent him a text in the morning because it was pretty late game. It was uh, ugly weather, right? Eh? Saw wow. the end of it. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, you know, for us, they're playing us on a five-day week, uh, so you know we might have the more injuries, but certainly uh, we're going to hope to use that energy to, for our advantage and, and see if we can get after him.
0: Coach, always appreciate your time. Uh, good luck this weekend in Regina, and we'll do it again next week. That's a plan. Thank you. All right, Dave Dickinson joins us. After every single game of the season here on Sports Talk with Jock.